This is episode three. In this episode, you'll meet Nicole, and she'll tell us how she turned her wedding blog into an online lifestyle magazine that includes articles with topics that are normally not found on lifestyle magazines for women. Enjoy! Hello, hello, bienvenidos. I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate, a podcast with conversations of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. Join me to hear stories from entrepreneurs of different cultures and identities. I believe consumers want to support businesses and organizations that they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. I know it does for me. Also, my daughter will join me once a month to talk about the kid entrepreneur perspective. So subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Hello, hello everybody. Thank you for listening today. And today I'm here with a very special guest, uh, Nicole. You want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi everyone. So my name is Nicole Moreno hyphen Dinser. I always have to put the hyphen Dinser. Um, I I got married like five years ago, so I like it. Yeah. And I'm the founder and editor in chief of Epiphiana magazine. Epiphiana magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay, well, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but I just want to get straight to getting to know you a little bit better. Yes. So what is your favorite food? My favorite food of all time. So you're going to laugh. Like my last, if it was like my last meal, I really do love lasagna. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm not going to laugh. I like lasagna okay. too. <laughs> what, okay, what kind? Like the traditional I, kind? I don't know if the traditional one's made with meat or made with cheese, because I've been to so many different Italian restaurants. Um, but I like the one with the meat, the bolognese. Mm. Like, that's just so good. I like that one, too. Mm-hmm. Like, the homemade bolognese sauce. Yeah. yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. So. <laughs> you like that one, too. What's your favorite color? Yellow. That was pretty easy to answer. How come? I've always been attracted to that color as a kid because it was so bright and so, like, cheerful. Mm-hmm. I know, like, people have done studies on colors, and that's in yellow. It's always put in, like, fast food restaurants with orange to make people anxious and, like, leave faster. Um, but, I, yeah, it's, like, they bring the bright colors to, like, you eat the food fast, and then you go, and that's why it's, like, fast food. Um, but I always thought it was, like, just a very colorful and cheerful color. So that's why I like it. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. I like yellow too. Yeah. That's not really my favorite color, but I do like it. Like it makes me feel good when I see it. Yeah. 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 So what's the most recent book you've read or is there a book you're reading right now? Yeah, so I finished reading um, Diving in Stilettos first. I actually did a review on it by Shantae. Diving in Stilettos first. first. Oh, okay. Um, It's by a new author, Shantae. Um, She is in Manhattan, and it's all about, like, dating. Mm -hmm. Um, It's memoirs of her dating life in Manhattan. And so it's just really funny because I feel like every heterosexual female has dated like the same type of five guys because it was like yeah it was funny um and then I'm in between so many books now I'm trying to finish this book Mudbound which was like a movie on Netflix and it's based on a book but it's so it pulls on the heartstrings that I have I can't read it right before I go to bed like I usually read books right Mm. before I go to bed because then I get all frustrated because it deals a lot with like race issues oh yeah so I'm just like crying and I'm like nope I can't read this before I go to bed so yeah that's why I couldn't that reminds me when my husband would watch Game of Thrones right before bed I'd be like I can't I can't watch this turn turn it off I can't watch this right now I know so I can't. <laughs> my husband loves watching like documentary. Like, okay, this is weird. He could fall asleep to documentaries like about war, and I'm like, why? Mm-hmm. And then, so I think like in a previous life, he was like a soldier or like lived in a, I don't know, that gives camp him or comfort. Something. Yeah, no, not yeah. to me. No, I'm like, no, stop. <laughs> I'm like, I want to watch Unbreakable. Give me some and <laughs> just be happy before I go to bed. That's funny. That's a funny show. I watched a few, of it, a few mm-hmm. episodes of it. It's funny. It's funny and it's so like bright and cheerful. I love it. Yeah. So if you could meet one person, dead or alive, who would that be? There's there's a lot. 
Um, let's see. And it has to be a real person, not a fictional character. No, anybody. Okay, yeah. there's a few, but I think right off the top of my head, um, Audrey Hepburn. Oh, okay. I would love to meet her just because she did so many good things toward, um, just gave back to the community a lot as she uh-huh. got older. Plus, like, her, she's an amazing actress. Um, and then Coco Chanel. Just, just maybe she could design me a dress. Like, Coco Chanel in, like, the 30s and 40s, and she makes me something. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, hi, nice to meet you. Yeah. Make me a dress, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's the last song you listened to? Um, oh, Youth by Sean Mendez and Khalid. I think that's how you say his name. I could totally be saying like it wrong. DJ? Uh, no, no. It's like this new artist. Um, and it's just, a, it's a really beautiful song. Like, it's a very sad song. It's about like, um, with everything that's going on in the world that, that they're saying you can't take my youth away. Like, I'm going to still be young and I'm going to still try to be happy even though like, there's craziness in the world. Mm. It's a very pretty song. Mm. It's all my playlist so yeah i haven't heard that one i'm pretty sure your daughter has yeah, I my think daughters your, love sean mendez <laughs> yeah your, oh his new album just came out i guess like today or maybe yesterday oh. and then yeah he's coming back to the bay next july hmm. so a year yeah he from, was here with like taylor swift i think right i or, think he was here with Char- charlie puth i think your daughter oh. and i definitely have the same music <laughs> <laughs> and your daughter's like 20 years younger than me. <laughs> I love it. That's funny. Okay, so last get to know you question. Mm-hmm. Tell us something that only a handful of people know about you. Oh, great. Now more people are going to know about me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, something that you're willing to share. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Let's see. Oh, I've been an aunt so since I was seven years old. I have an older half-sister who is about... I would say t- almost 20 years older than me. Um, so, yeah, I've my first nephew was born when I was seven. Hmm. Yeah. So I have three nephews and three nieces. They're all really cute. So and like cute, like to the point where I'm like, look at their Instagram. And then that's why they get really cute dates because they're adorable, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, yeah, I have similar. <laughs> I have a half sister who's younger than me Mm -hmm. she's in between the ages of my daughters oh so technically she's their like well not technically she really is their aunt yeah and so she has an andrea's older than her so she has a niece that's older than her yeah (laughs) it's similar um my youngest sister she is 21 and so she's technically and so she is my oldest nephew's aunt but my oldest nephew is like 26 27 yeah so yeah fun fun stuff with family yeah i know (laughs) but um okay let's go into the first question about um cultural identity how do you self-identify um i self-identify as a latina and then mexican-american i won't get upset if people call me hispanic i don't i know there's like this negative history with that word because it can be very what's that word um eurocentrism like it came from the europeans mm-hmm. um but that's how i identify mm-hmm. mm. and what does cult like cultural identity what is the phrase cultural identity what does it mean to you I, so your identity is made up of so many different parts, right? So it's like your culture, and then it could also be your gender, and it could just be like where you came from, like where you grew up. But cultural identity to me is, a, I don't know, it's like your, oh, I don't want to like spill anything. I'm drinking coffee, guys, right now, so I'm like trying very hard not to spill it on her laptop. <laughs> um, yeah, so cultural identity to me is just what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. and what was instilled in you as a young kid like mm-hmm. what do you identify with but like your cultural side mm-hmm. um not your gender or like um geographic side hopefully mm. yeah yeah it's interesting like everybody just sees it differently and there's not one definition that's mm-hmm. definitely something that whatever definitions are written out there in a dictionary like I don't even 
I don't I don't think we those should be applicable to anything. Just yeah. Whatever your own perspective is about that, that's what it should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my take on that. Um so getting right into your business, what what is it? What is your business? So I r- started and run a lifestyle magazine for women. And it is, you know, I think of it as like for the modern woman. And I say that because I've done like ads in different parts of the country. And I Mm -hmm. know the magazine resonates more with women that live in certain states and um, bigger cities than, you know, like the Midwest. But yes, it's a lifestyle magazine for women. So what exactly is it that you sell then? Yeah, I sell just positive lifestyle okay i try i know it's when i write the articles it's coming from my perspective and i am well aware of that and then when other people contribute comes from their perspective but i don't i'm not trying to sell my particular lifestyle what i'm trying to sell is i want people to be happy with the lifestyle that they're living Mm -hmm. and to find to know that at the end of a day at the end of a day at the end of a really dark time in your life there is always that light that's why it's called epiphiana it's epiphany and i feel and i want to remind readers and women that that you know you could have a very dark day month year years you know we've all been through that where you just fall flat on your face but i want people to be mindful of like you can there is a light you will have that moment of clarity that epiphany and then you'll find your way. So that's mm. what I'm selling. Positive lifestyle. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and no one has ever asked me that question. What am I selling? And I had to think about I'm like, what am I selling? Well, I mean, you know, as consumers, mm-hmm. we consume, like, we can literally buy, like, a cup of coffee. Like, that's what we're consuming that. Or yeah. we can go buy a service, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, I don't know, a massage. Mm-hmm. We're consuming that. But nowadays with like, you know, technology and the Internet, we also consume information. Yeah. So your your uh, organization, your business is more of like a information, but it's a lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. your your people who read your online magazine, go to your website or go to your social media. They're consuming that lifestyle information. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. So. I, I, yeah, I know. My mind just always thinks about things like that. Yeah, I like <laughs> <So> it. <laughs> I always really thought that I was weird. I'm like, why am I the only one thinking about this stuff? But <laughs> it's okay. Now, I guess there's a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> so what problem, um, what, uh, what problem is your business helping to solve? Ooh, I think, again, going back to the positive lifestyle, that's the problem. I'm trying to address because when I started the magazine, um, including myself, a lot of my girlfriends and I, we were all at that same point in our lives where you're moving from like entry level to mid level in your career Mm -hmm. and you just don't know about the next step. And I feel like there's a lot of help out there for people that are just starting out, like out of college, something you're getting your first job, but no one really talks Mm -hmm. about how do you get from the first job to the second job to the third job and like move up Mm -hmm. and get that pay and get the title. So, I think the problem our magazine is solving is, you know, to remind people that they are worth that extra pay, that they are worth that title, that they have this skill set. So it's just giving extra confidence. I think it's the problem we're solving. Hmm. And tips yeah. and, and stories from other people who've tip, gone through things. Yes, and- tips and stories. That's why I really enjoy interviewing different women because I want to remind everyone that's like, again, e- you're not alone in this. Yeah. Other people have faced, you know, the same insecurities you're facing. Yeah. Transitioning from youth, like teenage or early 20s, like transitioning mm-hmm. from that uh, time and space to mid 20s. Like it's it is like a short amount of time, but it's definitely very it's difficult. Like I don't I. I yeah. It's so like it, it's struggling. And then. We could sit there and think about it. Well, it's not that struggling. You live in the U.S. You have yeah. all these opportunities. Well, yeah, but 
it doesn't matter. Like we all face our own struggles. We do. And I always um, say there's people, I get it. There's people in other parts of the world that have it worse, but I always try to be mindful. I'm like, there's people out there that are struck that are having survival struggles. And then there's people out there that are having thriving struggles. And I Mm -hmm. think if you and I, we live in the Bay area and it's a very nice area, but it's also a very expensive area. Mm -hmm. Um, And so our struggles might seem very, you know, vain to other people in parts of the world, but you know, we're just trying to thrive here. You know, we, we have like a roof overhead and food on the table, but now we're trying to like elevate. Yeah. Like this is our environment. So we got to do, we got to do, you know, within our environment. So there is a lot of opportunity here, but there's also a lot of competition. A lot of competition. And a lot of people from all over the world are coming here now. Right? Like, oh, this, yeah. The Bay Area has become so congested. Some people say it's bad. Some people say it's good. I, I really don't really have an opinion about it. Yeah. It's just like, that's the way it is. And it's fine as long as I'm like, I, I live here. I mm-hmm. like it here. I want to live here. Yeah. I like my kids growing up here. And so I'm not, I don't want to like waste my time saying, like, oh, it's good or it's bad. You exactly. Know? I mean, it is what it is. And I always like joke. I'm like, you know, people are always. You know, they're like, oh, my God, you know, I remember when, you know, not so many people like lived here or so many people are moving these last like 10 years. But I'm like, it's California. We've always been the state where everyone wants to come to like the 50s when people needed to like get away from New York. They would come here like this is the country of like or not the country, the state. Sorry, the state that is ideal for everyone we have like the best weather and also our state laws are amazing and i think with this administration we want to live somewhere (laughs) where we're protected by state laws so yeah definitely i mean we've always been unique i remember like being in high school um half my life ago (laughs) more than half my life ago i remember being being in high school and learning that like california is just the state is like in the top five economies in Mm -hmm. the world and like that really just left an impression on me and like recently i want to say about like two three years ago um i don't know if you know this i know you live in the east bay but around here on the peninsula um, some of the uh, congressmen or the House representatives, they have like a coffee, like a coffee hour with them where they host yeah. at different cafes around the peninsula. And I went to one of them one time here here in South City and like I want to go again. And like people came and brought up like real, like real issues. Mm-hmm. And like one of the issues that I really brought up and I talked to them about was like, why are we like the number i think at that time we were the number eighth economy Mm -hmm. in the world Mm -hmm. um like right there with brazil and italy (laughs) oh my god yeah like california brazil italy like right there but why is our school education system sucks number 48 (laughs) out of 50 in the whole united states yeah and when we say our um, education system just in case like you have listeners that aren't in california we mean our public school education like k through 12 we we do have like really really good colleges but i used to work in the nonprofit sector and a lot of nonprofits i worked for um worked with children and worked in schools i was going Mm -hmm. to a lot of schools and i was just like so baffled with the fact that like i was working at this public elementary school in like east palo alto area and it's literally like was a five minute drive to the facebook headquarters Mm -hmm. but it was you know i was working with students that were in third grade and had a reading level of kindergarten Mm -hmm. they drive by facebook every day to go to school Mm -hmm. and there's if they were on the same educational path that they were on they no way could they ever get like a job at facebook Mm mm-hmm and so it's sort of disheartening. It's like you see all these beautiful tech companies and you live in this neighborhood, but you can't work. The education we're giving you is not preparing you to work there. Right. So like this is this is exactly like what I meant earlier about like this is our environment. You mm-hmm. know, like there's a lot of things and people uh, going on in the world and people have struggles everywhere. But I'm a really big believer of like, let's take care of our own backyard first in our yes. own community. That's yeah. Yeah. Charity um, starts at home. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and yeah. I think that's something, oh, that's that's a struggle, Nick and I. We don't have kids yet, but that's something we've talked about. It's like, you know, we both went to public schools, but, you know, we both also had very active parents. So mm-hmm. our education, you know, and my dad was a high school teacher, so um, our education 
didn't stop in the classroom. But it's like, you know, if we live in California still, it's getting expensive. And if we want our kids to go to a nice public school, we're going to have to live in a really nice area. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hence why I have an everyday struggle of living here in the peninsula. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, so let's get back to Epiphania. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We, no. went, we went on tangent there. No, but that's okay. That's why great conversations could lead to anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk a little bit of how your business vision came about how did it all begin yeah so i was going so i was working in nonprofit sector and i just i liked it but i didn't love it and while i was working in nonprofit sector i was having you know like you know full-time jobs so i was working either at girl scouts or reading partners or alzheimer association those are like the three big ones i worked for and Wait, hold on hold on you I listen to them really fast. Hold on. Yes. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Girl Scouts, Reading Partners, and Alzheimer's Association oh, okay. were the three major ones I worked for. Um, Those are re- three really, really big Big campaigns. ones. I, yeah. yeah. They're really, um, I, they're all solving diff- different issues. Mm-hmm. So, and I enjoyed working at them. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Mm. And while I was working in nonprofit sector, I was also doing like freelance writing on the side. Because I always wanted to write. That was my passion. Mm -hmm. I was going to, all my internships were in media. And I thought I was going to get a journalist job. But when I graduated, the recession was still going on. Uh, Traditional journalist jobs were getting cut. I didn't really know at the time that I could just start my own thing. And because you're graduating from college and you just want that security. Yeah, but we're also trained like... You know, get go to college, nice. get a job, yeah. get a better job, become a manager, like climb up the ladder. And yeah. Then retire and you're good. Yes. But that's definitely not the case. That's not the way we're living, you know. That's, no. That's not th- and it's not the healthiest way to live either. No. So I was doing freelance writing and then in 2013, I was getting married. So that um, I got married August 24th, 2013. Mm-hmm. So I decided... About a year before the wedding, you know, we're planning it and that I would just start writing about the wedding. It was like a wedding blog. I'm like, let me just do that. That way I can write about something I want to write about. And it's very simple. So I sort of like just tip my foot in. I didn't go full on with the magazine. I, I, I knew looking back on it, I believe I think I just needed validation for my writing from my peers. So when I was getting like positive feedback, I'm like, okay, people enjoy my writing, you know. And after the wedding, I'm like, well, I want to make this a bigger magazine. I want to talk about so many different things because when I'm hanging out with my friends, we talk about not just like weddings and makeup and babies, like typical feminine um, subjects, but we talk about politics and how difficult um, it is to like buy a car and all these different things, right? So I wanted a magazine that showcased that. And slowly but surely, I just started writing a little bit more content. And I came up with the name with my friend Sarah after like uh, like two bottles of wine because I wanted one word. <laughs> the mag- what kind of wine? <laughs> oh, it was, um, I think it was like a Malbec. We went to a wine bar. and Ooh, I, Malbec yeah. is good. Yeah. Like so, Argentina, yeah. yeah. So I was just like, hey, like you're going to, because she's worked in so many different um marketing roles at different companies and I'm like you have to help me come up with this she's like okay and I know usually it takes a long time to come up with the name of of your product but I'm like I need it done now like I just need it done so, <laughs> so we're you guys gonna, just drink wine until you got yeah, it done until we got it done <laughs> not leaving yeah because I was like I know the essence of the magazine it's positive I want to remind people I want to make people feel good about themselves I want to remind them that they are that they could do x y and z and what is that one word? And that's how I came up about it. And then I didn't really start like the whole business and marketing plan until 2015. So it took about two years to really figure out what exactly I wanted it to look like and mm-hmm. how I was going to identify with it. Hmm. Yeah. What um, have you? OK, so 2013 and then 2015 was when you really really like launched it even like more yeah now now we're 2018 
So you've had a little bit of experience in it. Like, can you mm-hmm. identify any gaps in your industry? And uh, like, what is it that like you mainly focus on? Yeah. So like g- gaps in content or gaps any, in like... And just anything. Well, in media, like, so my industry is like very competitive, right? When I did my competitive analysis, it's in my five force analysis um, is that I'm competing with like every source of media out there. It's not just, you know, local, like my immediate competition is going to be local magazines, but then I have like other magazines and blogs and like YouTube and anything that takes your attention away. That's what I'm competing with. Um, The gaps I saw that I think our magazine is trying to address is when I, when I was reading a lot of other women blogs they tend to stick with just the feminine topics which are very popular topics you know analytics don't lie those tend to be very um the most read and most shared you know when you talk about beauty products or fashion people people like those pieces but I wanted again to tell to remind people that women do talk about other things besides you know beauty products and weddings and all that good stuff so that was one gap I saw is I, I didn't see a magazine that really focused on every part of a woman's life. Mm-hmm. And I think another gap we're trying to address is, is something going to go back to my culture is that I am Latina. So it's going to have a Latina perspective, but it's not a Latina magazine. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a lot of times when people, are Latina, they make their product a Latina product, mm-hmm. which is great, but I felt that was going, that's not the only part of my identity, and mm-hmm. then that might limit the growth of the magazine. It's too narrow for yeah. for what you wanted to do. But that's a great segue to my next question okay. about uh, cultural identity. How does your cultural identity affect the way you run your business? So, again, I identify as Latina. So I know when I'm writing articles, right off the bat, people are going to know it's coming from a Latina perspective, coming Mm -hmm. from, you know, someone that grew up with like my background. But how I think my culture has helped my business is I am really well aware of the fact that my experiences aren't going to resonate with everyone. And I also try to be inclusive. So I try to make sure when I talk even about relationships and um like sex or stuff like that you know I make sure I use I tell people I'm like I'm coming from you know being a heterosexual female like this is my perspective so Mm -hmm. I'm just aware of it you know compared to maybe other people that run media companies that didn't come from uh I guess like ethnic background they might not be aware yeah that you have that your story isn't going to resonate with other people's stories So one thing that I've noticed that uh, you do very well with Epifania is that you get the conversation started. Like, that's really what I see. Thank you. That's really what I see that you do is like you just you put it out there and it gets people thinking, it gets people talking Mm -hmm. and you just have your your platform is just like, okay, people, let's talk about it. Yeah, (laughs) let's talk about it. And and that's really what I feel (laughs) like Epifania does very, very well. Thank you. I um. I'm so glad I went against what my mom wanted because I was the kid that always asked why. And she's like, stop <laughs> asking why. But like, you know, she's like cooking. And Me I'm like too. tugging at her. Do. She's like, well, do she I'm like even if it's simple, like I need you to do this, this and this like chores in a certain order. And I'm like, but why does it have to be in that order? Yeah. And she's like, I just go do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like I definitely and I still am the one that always asks why yeah. <laughs> for everything and anything. And people are like so afraid of that. I don't. It's, it's, this is this why question has been on my mind for a while. It's something that I'm definitely gonna explore more. Mm-hmm. But um, I think pe- people are just really afraid of that. Yeah, that one little word. I know, and I think it doesn't have to do with like information. Um, I I believe people know their why for why they're doing something or why something's happening. I think people are scared of that their why is going to make them look bad or make them or not get validated or not get valid yeah you know so they're just like well i don't want to tell you like you know 
Yeah, so then I guess maybe it's more like a confidence issue mm-hmm. or being self-conscious about it. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Um, Because I do see like people like stare at me like, what the, what? Why are you yeah. asking me why? Like, stop. Like, yeah. Know? And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking for pure information. I'm not trying to like be critical or judgy. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I feel that when someone asks why, they they get really defensive. Maybe that's like the, I don't know, the first reaction is to get defensive. Mm-hmm. And that really is not like where I'm coming from at all. It's just like I've yeah. always been very inquisitive about everything all the time. Yeah. <laughs> everything and anything. I always try to preference it when I ask people why. I'm like, if you want to tell me, like, you know, like trying to be like softer with it because you could just tell by people's like mannerisms they might not be very comfortable with it uh, maybe, maybe we should start a why campaign oh my goodness like, yeah that would be so good because yeah. like like why did you do this yeah and then finally why are you afraid of why yeah basically <laughs> why are you afraid of why yeah <laughs> so <laughs> so i'm going to go into the next question and talk about um uh, resources for your business. Mm-hmm. So how easy or difficult was it for you to find what you needed to start your business or to run your business? So because my business source started in stages and, you know, I didn't go into it, think, you know, like, okay, it's going to be a magazine. I, I sort of tipped my toe in and just did wedding blog first and tried to figure out what I wanted. So I would say it was a little bit difficult to figure out to get the resources I needed, but it was because I didn't really know what I wanted the business to look like. So I didn't know what to ask for mm-hmm. and what I needed. Once I figured out what exactly the magazine was going to look for, it was pretty easy to find like networking opportunities and content. Um, the Because I know you had like, I can see it. Oh, and from, I'm looking. She has notes, guys. I love it. <laughs> I've been to I'm so many such different podcasts. Yeah, I but I love it because I've been to so many different podcasts. Some people just like wing it, and some people give me like so many like notes, and I'm like, I love it. Um, yeah, and people, and materials. So luckily, within my networking circle, it was easy for me to find like graphic designer and an editor and a website person. Money has always that's something we're tackling this year with the magazine mm-hmm. because I. Because, you know, we live in the Bay Area and there's a lot of angel investors and VCs, but I'm at the point where I'm trying to figure out what exactly are they looking for and Mm -hmm. what, who should I ask, like, how should I get the money? Should I get from angel or VC? Like, so I'm in like the Mm -hmm. research stage of it. We're also going to launch products this year. Mm. Oh, Um, cool. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. So stay tuned. Those products will be out in August. Um, So, Yeah. It was easy to find information and people, but I think going back, it was a little difficult to figure out what exactly I needed because I didn't know what this mm. business was going to be like. Yeah. So a business plan could have really, really, really yeah, helped. <laughs> if I started the business plan in 2013, I started it in 2015 or 14, actually, when I went to grad school. So I got um, my MBA, and that helped out a lot with my business plan and marketing plan because mm, it was also, mm-hmm. like, a class project, so I had yep. to get done. Accountability. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. And it was great because I had classmates that had to also do a project, so I had classmates to help me out with it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was amazing. So accountability and community. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's definitely accountability community collaboration Mm -hmm. dialogue those are definitely like my tenants like those are the 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 like main um like topics or theories or Mm -hmm. themes that i feel that like all business owners need need Mm -hmm. in order to really thrive Mm -hmm. yeah so what um what's your favorite technological tool that you use for your business Oh, there's a lot <laughs> that saves me so much time. Um, yeah, and how has it improved your business? Let's see. A couple of things. I use Canva a lot. You, me too. You, yeah. So I came across Canva, I want to say a year, year and a half ago. I've heard uh, it so many times in so many podcasts and so many blogs. And finally, mm-hmm. like m- after months, I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to start using yeah. it. Yeah. It saves me a lot of time. Like I love... Um, illustrator and photoshop and indesign i could 
I know how to use those products, but the, that just takes a lot more time. And Canva made it really simple. So that way, when I wanted to do a quick social media post, it's up. Yeah. When I have interns, um, they can easily go into our Canva account and just do it without yep. me having to see if they have InDesign Mm-hmm. experience by the way though if you're going to go into media or any kind of arts do try to take adobe classes because they that is very helpful and you would get a lot more roles mm-hmm. in um, media and marketing so i yeah, use marketing is definitely important mm-hmm. i read um somewhere i think it's what is it the glass door mm-hmm. right that's a like that's like a job search or job, yeah uh, so they said that 40 percent of all job descriptions out there mm-hmm. at one at one point or another, forty percent of all jobs have marketing skills in the description yes. as a as a skill that they need for that job. Mm-hmm. So, and I am looking for a marketing intern for the summer. Okay, <laughs> so I'm actually going to teach people about marketing strategies yeah. and then. Oh you know, yeah, yeah, we're looking for interns for the magazine as well. Yeah. So um. And so yeah, I use Canva a lot, and then I use Asana. Just I used to never use, heard of that. What is that? It's a project management tool, and oh. you can access it on your laptop, and you can also access it on your phone. So think of it this way as like a virtual like board where you put post-it notes. And so you know, I use I Google Calendar. Yeah, I use Google. Did you Cal- see the post-its in my room? I have them like, yeah. on my closet door. <laughs> I did. It's very colorful. Um. So, yeah, so I use Google Calendar for, like, appointments, right? But yeah, then Asana, for example, you know, I'm doing that YouTube um, promotion. Like I, yes. So I have, like, a project that's, like, called a YouTube video and, like, my to-do list with that. And it's just a reminder of what I need to do. Cool. Um, because I try to write things down, but I, I don't. I don't look back at my planner. So it's really good. And I'm always on my laptop if I just, like, log into Asana. Mm-hmm. And then I can see it there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also... You can use it if you're part of like a team. Mm -hmm. So big companies use it. Small companies, startups use it. And you could collaborate and you add people on. So let's say you're having a project with someone. Like everything's there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So Canva and Asana. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yeah. Let's um, go to the next question about your business idol do you have Mm -hmm. is there a business that you follow that you strive to be um there's a few okay like what about them attracts you Mm. and how are you different from them well because my business is media I look at different media companies I mean Uh growing up I always loved Vogue I was the kid that read a bunch of magazines um but currently, I would say Pop Sugar and Vice. Hmm. And I know about Pop Sugar. I don't know about Vice. Oh, like Vice News? Yeah, it's like on HBO. Okay. It's like the it's the best way. Like Nick and I, we love getting our news from there because it really, the way they package it is mm-hmm. is meant for like our age group. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And so it's relatable. It's relatable. But they have so many different stories. So it's and not just entertaining. like. It's entertaining. And their reporters are really well versed in the topic that they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. That they're interviewing. So I like Pop Sugar. I don't. I don't like all their content. But mm-hmm. um, I like the format that they have online. I love their like little Instagram stories because they're very colorful and creative and like very engaging and they use mm-hmm. Instagram stories to to give more content like mm-hmm. you know how to make like a banana mask a facial mask something and it's like quick Instagram story um, and then Vice News I just like that they tell you something that's really like a very difficult topic to talk about. Um, okay. You know, they'll go to Venezuela and look at the immigration going on there between Venezuela and Colombia. Mm -hmm. And they're very, like, you know, hearts, you know, pulls on the heartstring topics. But they they give it to you just, like, straight facts. And they also try to give it to you, like, you know what, this is our world and we can all, like, make it a little bit better. And humanize it. And humanize it a Mm -hmm. lot. Plus their app, if you guys, I have an Android, but their Vice News app is, like, one of the easiest, like, in, intuitive apps you mm-hmm. can use for a news source. So I like both of them that way. Um, 
and how am I different? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't have like millions or billions of dollars, but <laughs> <laughs> not now. Yeah, but soon. <laughs> um, so with how I'm different with Vice News is, you know, I do I do fluff pieces. They don't do as many fluff pieces. I mean, they do. What do you mean by fluff pieces? Um, like the beauty reviews and like, um, love like love articles relationship articles they don't really do that i think mm-hmm. their fluff pieces is like about music and maybe so yours are more intimate more personally intimate like a yeah more personal level and then how i'm different from pop sugar is again so similar to vice is like um but opposite is i at least interview a lot of different women mm-hmm. and i interview a lot of women of color mm-hmm. um they they have they have a Latino section, and yeah, um. I find it like, but some t- and I don't think it's a horrible section, and I don't want to talk negative about them because I think it's great. But I do find it interesting that a lot of magazines now have a Latino section. So it's like okay, cool, like we have a section of your magazine now. Well, I I think it's very <laughs> it's. I don't um, know if people, it helps or if it hurts. <laughs> um. Like I if it helps the I, community I don't know or hurts the either. community. I don't know if it helps or hurts either. I just think it is really the reality of the the, the way that the U.S. is right now. Like mm-hmm. some people are coming to really understand the Latino purchasing power yes. that, that we have. Yes. And some people are trying to um, make money, know, profit off of that. Mm-hmm. And so these big companies are like, I mean, why do you think McDonald's commercials are now like half in Spanish or why, yeah. why are there a lot of... Latino music artists or reggaeton artists in a lot of mainstream, mm-hmm. um, very, very big corporation mm-hmm. commercials because they're trying to attract the Latino yeah. dollars. Yeah. And so Pop Sugar is, you know, on that train. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's great that people are recognizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, what something that I've recognized or that I can see is that I don't think that the Latino community recognizes in themselves. I don't think that we understand within our, our community our power, our purchasing power, mm-hmm. and that um, we actually are the ones that are in control. Yes, mm-hmm. we're the ones in control, and not them. Like they're really not telling us what to do mm-hmm. and what to buy. We're choosing to because they found a connection. Yes, they, they found a way to relate our culture to their business. Mm-hmm. So then, and this is something I was talking about yesterday with my with my aunt uh, with Mole Mama. Um, because I was on her uh, live radio show yesterday. Oh. We were talking about this, um, <clears throat> about how people go consume. They, they're just, and I think I was just talking about like a simple, just buying a coffee. Mm-hmm. You go to the same place or you go to places because they're relatable. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, so people will go to your, to your, to Epifania because it's relatable and they have a connection to it. Yes. So if I feel that I have a connection to McDonald's, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think McDonald's at all. <laughs> Neither do uh, I, but. but I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know what I mean. Right? Yeah. Like, and it, and that's how it's worked with kids for so long. Like bright colors, like it's all marketing, bright colors mm-hmm. and the songs that they can identify with. Like, oh, mommy, I want this. I want that. Right. Yeah. And that's the same thing that's happening with Latinos. But it's that, but that's marketing. It is. People have to relate to their target audience. Mm-hmm. But not people, but companies relate to their target audience by mm-hmm. making things relatable. And I, and then it's also I think companies change their target audience with the times. Yes. So I think that's why we're seeing such a, I mean, we've been seeing it for like the last five, seven years, such a now being Latino and Latino, it's like the the cool thing now, you know, it's like all the companies want us. And I love the fact that you brought up that we don't know our own, as a community, our own power, Mm -hmm. because I think generations before, you know, we're sort of put in the oppressive oppressive um, Mm -hmm. role but now it's like well no like we're we have such a strong voice and people want our money and people want our opinion and people want to sell to people like us Mm -hmm. and what i love is when companies also realize 
that within the Latino community, and I can't name one company that does this really well, but I'm sure there is someone out there, mm-hmm. um, that realizes that Latino is such a broad term mm-hmm. that there's, you know, we have not just Mexico, but we have the Caribbean, we have Central America, and we have South America, and all those different countries within those continents are very mm-hmm. diverse in their language, in their um, skin tone, that you know their mm-hmm. their values. I mean, the only thing that we have in common is that we were colonized by uh, uh, European uh, countries, yeah. like mm-hmm. either Spanish, Portuguese, or French, mm-hmm. and we're all mixed race. Yeah, and there's like a wide spectrum spectrum from yeah. white all the way to black, and yes. we're all mixed race. So we have this common history. Um, but it's everyone's completely like it's completely, completely different. Yeah, it's completely different. But yeah, and and see, like this is why I really feel it's so important to talk about cultural identity when running your business mm-hmm. because other businesses don't talk about it so openly like this, but it exists. Yeah, like, obviously, there's definitely cultural identity, um, you know, research going on. Mm-hmm in the marketing teams from all these big companies. Yeah. And one of the things um, to keep in mind is like going back to like my, my personal culture identity is that I like having these conversations and I like that the readers are going to hear me have this conversation because I want, I want the readers and supporters of the magazine to know like when I'm writing these articles, you have to realize this is what's going on in my mind. These are the issues I know about these are the issues that matter to me i may not talk about them all the time in the magazine but this is the person who's writing this this is the perspective they're coming from Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's not a know all tell all Mm -hmm. it's just one perspective yeah yeah but yeah i I love the way you do it you just get the conversation going and then people start thinking about it because i mean um you know i remember watching one of your uh youtube videos and with, with um, Christina, with Christina, her and I yeah. are so funny together. Yeah, so but- my friend Christina from Classtage, um, we do YouTube videos together, and um, the first one we ever did got over a thousand views. But um, what was the topic of that one? <laughs> it had really it was not. Um, it was about. It started off a little bit about like the Me Too movement, her divorce. So she is. I think one- that's the one I saw. Yeah, and then it went into basically we talked about guys and like relationships and things like that. But we but, had fun with it. No, but yeah, but the, okay. So like for me, I don't. Uh, I really, really don't get time and space to talk with with like girlfriends or mm-hmm. women and talk about these things, you know. And so it's so different to hear other women talking about them and and what they and what you all were going through in your perspective and then it gets me thinking about mine and then mm-hmm. it just really gets the conversation going right yeah. yeah and that's something we both like her and I we like to do together is we like to talk about like those taboo topics because she comes from an Indian culture and I'm like of course Latina and so I think that's when we got together we do talk a lot about like relationships and like sex in just because we feel like in within both of our communities, those topics aren't talked mm-hmm. about a lot. Yeah, and money and sex. <laughs> yeah, those are the two th- reasons people get divorced, guys. So that's why you have to talk about it with your partner, even though it's very uncomfortable. You have to talk about money and sex. Yep. Yeah. Mo money, mo sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a good we slogan. Mo money, mo, mo sex. sex. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that should be a hashtag somewhere. <laughs> Let's start it. Yes. <laughs> more money, more, more sex. sex. I just feel like that would be such a good shirt. <laughs> yeah. 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 I have a lot of shirt ideas, but anyway. That's, okay. Well, actually, that's kind of like a segue into one of the questions I have is if you could, if you had no constraints to start another business, what would that be? Oh. <laughs> no constraints? No, no constraints. Oh. Probably some kind of like production studio. So I want to have like multiple like shows, yeah. like talk shows. But I want to have like, like a stu- mine, yeah, mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like a nice, stu- like a nice, like big studio. And it's not just me doing the talk shows, but I have like other people doing talk shows and sort of running it because sometimes cool. I do like video to be video and audio or just video, video. Cool. Um, because I know I like 
sometimes to be behind the scenes and telling people what to do. Maybe that's like the oldest child in me. Um, So I just really would like to give people like that platform to like do these different shows. And then I want a show that's like with men. And then I want a show like for teens. And then I want a show for like women. And then I want like, you know, a relationship show. And then it would be cool to have a relationship show that's focused in like the LGBT community. Like I think that I would like, I would like all that. Cool. Yeah. So come on, universe. Give yeah, her, give me this. <laughs> give her all this. Yeah. <laughs> everything she needs to do this because yes. we all need it. <laughs> so I had so much fun talking to you. <laughs> she was so patient, guys. I was like super late. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's everything is always on time. Yeah. No matter what. Oh. So where can people find you? You have websites, social I do. media. I do. So you guys could find me Epiphiana. So on Instagram and Twitter, Epiphiana Mag. So I'll spell it out and you'll probably put it in the description. But Mm -hmm. um, it's E-P-I-F-A-N-I-A and then Mag. So M-A-G. That is the handle for Twitter and for Instagram. And then you guys could also just look up Epiphiana Magazine on Facebook. And it should be the first one up. And if you Google Epiphiana Magazine we are the first link up. I was really proud of myself for that. Yay, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, and I like yeah. your website. It's so, like, inviting and, I, yeah, it's pretty. I like it, it. It is. It's a very, it's, I like the pretty colors. Yeah. Um, they're really, like, nice light pinks, so. Yeah, and, yeah, you guys can find me there. And then, if you guys would like, I'll give her my links. So, my personal Instagram and Twitter, they're not really personal. I made them public, so you guys could definitely follow my personal life there. There's going to be a lot more photos of the hubby, and then my nieces and nephews are coming. So They're so cute. They're Nick and Nick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. I love it. Um, one of our friends way back in the day when we first got together, because we've been together for almost 12 years, guys, um, called us the Nicks, and I didn't really like that, but then I was like, oh, okay, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I like the Nicks. Yeah, it just sounds weird. I'm like, I like Nick and Nick. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I used to be called Nikki. I went by Nikki for like two years. Oh. Yeah. It was during my like Santa Cruz hippie days. So <laughs> yeah, those were the days. I had like long curly hair and wore like long flowy skirts and like maybe. Did you have flowers in your hair? I did. <laughs> I totally did, guys. You're so funny. <laughs> now I'm like, uh, well, I'm still in a dress, but it's a little bit more form fitting. So. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, I'm so happy that you were able to make it out, and I'm, oh, so, I'm so happy, happy we here. spent this time and learning about you and Epiphania and yeah. talking about the world and yes, we, thank and you. how you're going to take over the world yes. with your video production studio one yes. day. <laughs> thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at Giselle's World, and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com, and please, please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.